0: Another episode of Block Talk presented by Theatre in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit TheatreInTheNow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. It's time for a design challenge. The Dutch Divas were tasked to take basic camping supplies and turn them into runway masterpieces. Some were up for the challenge, while others thought they were Utica in a sleeping bag. It's time to talk all things Drag Race Holland 2, and joining me is someone I want to go glamping with immediately. It's Jeremy Torres. Hello. Hey, 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 I am back. Have you ever been camping or glamping? I have. I mean, I'm in
1: Vermont right now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the days tell me I should be doing that here,
0: but I'm like, sweat and bugs? I don't know. <laughs> See, I, I agree. You and I, we can go glamping. We can have a place that has like AC and like running water, but we can sip out into the woods and it's almost like camping.
1: Yep, exactly. exactly. Done,
0: done. We'll do it. We'll go find like a tiny house somewhere. It'll be really cool.
1: Yep. Exactly. Perfect. My, kind of, my kind of adventure.
0: <laughs> I'm here for it. Well. Welcome to Drag Race Holland episode two. Um, it's been two weeks and I, uh, it's like fucking whiplash of the show.
1: It really ha- yeah.
0: There's a lot happening and I feel like the pacing is much different than any of the international seasons because they're about 10 minutes shorter. So we're missing like 10 minutes of content that's important to the story, I think.
1: Yeah, like it's like watching episode one and watching episode two- you know, you stay. You know, you stare away for a little bit, and you're ready. We're already done with the episode,
0: <laughs> right? And like, even just musically, when they p- do introduce music, because there are sometimes when there's like no music underscoring, it's really weird. But when they do have the music, the tempo seems a little faster. And I'm like, oh, we're we're really pushing this RuPaul music, okay, okay. But before we dive into Drag Race Holland Two, guess what? I got some drag news of the week. What is the drag? Are music? you sitting down? Are you ready?
1: I'm ready. I'm ready.
0: Announced this morning. Drag Race Philippines. Wow. Um, Cool. I know the Philippines has got a lot of talent. But I think the bigger story is, I don't know if you know, but there was already supposed to be a drag uh, competition in the Philippines.
1: Yes, with, if not mistaken, with a Rue Girl.
0: With Manila Luzon, called Drag Den. Um, Poor... Manila Luzon. Um, I just saw a meme that said fuck my drag den um, with her face. Um, I've tried to get information from people. No one knows anything. I am hoping this may be like a merge of a type situation where maybe they're going to bring the shows together because they're both literally doing casting right now. Um, if not, poor Manila Luzon. She's getting fucked over.
1: With the drag race franchise in general just coming.
0: Like, oh my God. Um, I mean, she would be an incredible host of of Drag Race Philippines. So pardon me, hopes like this is a merge. Um, but the talent's gonna go to Drag Race and not Drag Den. So it's gonna be a secondary show.
1: It, it is, it is. Oh gosh, I am I want Manila to have her moment. Let her run her me show.
0: Too. Her me too. Me too. So, we're gonna we're gonna let it play out. We'll see what happens. Um, Manila has still has her drag den um, posts on her Instagram. So, if news comes, I'll be the first to share it. But I guess guess what? I got more drag news.
1: Gimme, give gimme, give come on.
0: Well, Dragula season four, October nineteenth.
1: We are getting we are getting bombarded with drag left and right.
0: Yeah, um, it's going to be a lot of drag content. I am going to be covering Dragula again because if rumor has it and there is a New York girl on it who may or may not have been part of one of my competitions, got to cover it, got to talk about it. Nothing is confirmed yet, but I'm excited because they're going to have a $100,000 cash prize for the winner. Ooh, They're, They're RuPaul level now, so Ru, you better get that prize up.
1: Yeah, I mean, $100,000 the past how many seasons? I mean, <laughs> right. season one and two didn't have that. Well, we had...
0: <laughs> no, Ginger Minch has made more money lip syncing than the two winners of season one and two combined. Wild. <laughs>
1: this is Crazy.
0: Wild. Crazy. Well, let's dive into Drag Race Holland 2. We've discussed that's, that is wild as well, but are you enjoying it so far? I know we just came off of an incredible season in España. Is Holland keeping pace? um i would say holland holland is trying holland
1: is trying i think even from like last week's first episode to this week it's very fast paced like yeah i felt like i like i haven't built that connection yet with a lot of the queens uh yeah everything but it's a
0: talented group it's a really talented group
1: yeah it's a very strong group but at the same time, we're going going—we're flying through these episodes.
0: We sure are. We sure are. Well, let's go through it. It is after the elimination. As she says, don't forget to pose, says the cunt whore. Juicy is gone and the girls celebrate her first performance. How would you feel if your very first performance was on Drag Race? I'd be nervous as hell. <laughs> right. I like... There was no hope for her. There was no way she was going to stand yeah. one episode. Oh, no, no. Oh, of course not. I would have been Crazy. like, I would have been like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. The... And we've seen this from other queens in other seasons where the social media bedroom queen lasts only one or two episodes, like literally happened last season on Drag Race Hall with Room. So Juicy was fun for an episode, but. Reggie B, who is in the bottom. She is my crush. She is my love. She is ready to show all of Reggie B in the workroom. She's earned it. It's time for her to prove it. And when she said that, I was like, oh, this is not going to be a fun episode, is it? No, no, no. But um, our friend, predatory Tabitha, uh, Tabitha, um, she rubs her boobs on Reggie as she asks how she feels. Well, it's starting to sink in. Uh, She didn't think she'd have to lip sync. It's what she does, but it's awful to have to do it. Which makes sense. What do you, how, before we like dive into the Reggie of it all, how are we feeling about Tabitha? What is your feelings on the old queen of the season?
1: Not my taste, only because I want to say that I want to preface that only because for me, I just like, I get the humor, I get the comedy. It's just not, it's it's just not coming off for me.
0: Yeah, I think what's bothering me more, and I again, I'm not sure if it's lost in translation or if it's a generational thing. Is some of her comments are just out of touch, and mm-hmm. like we'll get through it in this episode because she says more out of touch things, but I'm still stuck on last week with the things she said about Vanessa. Yes, yes now i don't know how close they are that could have been like things she says to her on a daily basis still not making it okay mm-hmm. but for us to learn about Tabitha on the first episode and that's like the first things we hear from you it's not gonna fly
1: mm-hmm. and i feel like okay and we well, i mean when we get to the looks we'll get to the looks i have <laughs> <things> to be say
0: <laughs> yeah it's 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 a thing it's a thing but Reggie B's Aunt Ivy says that Reggie came in thinking that she was the shit, but this shit is next level. Vanessa does give Reggie some sage advice that she's here to show what Reggie can do. Who cares about the other darlings? Did you notice, back to Tabitha, uh, when she took her wig off that her head looked like another one of her tits? (laughs) Or is it just me? I did not catch that. But if I watch it, makes sense. Yeah. it, it doesn't, I I can, like, see yeah. it. Yeah, that dress, that costume. She w- brought that. She brought that. Someone designed that for her. It,
1: mm, mm. Yeah.
0: Well, it's a new day, and there is a coordinated entrance, which we love from Drag Race Espana. We love this is happening. Um, Keta and Puni are doing flips while Ivy and Reggie do kicks. Bring it on. I'm here for it. Ketta has won the first challenge, and she's feeling fabulous. She's got a badge, and suddenly it's feeling like Drag Race UK talking about badges up in here.
1: All these badges.
0: Oh, Poonie says, it's nice that Ketta has a badge, but soon she will have four and a crown on her head. Is that foreshadowing? I don't know. Could be. We'll see. But the siren blares. It's time for Rue mail. Rue looks enthusiastic to do these. Babe, it's your show. You should be like, excited to record these for your girls. Um, when I saw the Drag Race Philippines, uh, announcement this morning with Rue, I almost wanted to comment on and say, does Rue have this for every country just in case? Right. It's like verbatim, everything she says in the same thing. I wouldn't be surprised if she got it for every country, but she doesn't look enthusiastic this season.
1: No, she does. Like, compared to like that promo video of like holland right back, very different vibes and it could be
0: maybe Rue just tired <laughs> at this point yep, maybe yeah um based on what rue says they know it's a sewing challenge um so who are the sewers vivaldi that's it yep. it's gonna be a rough one it's gonna be a rough one
1: it'll be hard it'll be
0: hard fred comes in wearing a denim jacket. Now, listen, I support denim jackets. I love them, in fact. But it is so weird to see the hosts of Drag Race looking so casual. Is this like a day off? Like, Rue would never do this, though I would love to see Rue, like, casual.
1: Right. No, when I saw Fred walk in, I was like, oh, we just... We just walk in the street, but nothing happening.
0: Right now, like sure, we have seen Rue um, with the, the the face mask and like the hoodie. That was a gimmick. I want to see Rue like in sweatpants in the workroom. Yeah, because we do know she wears sweatpants on set. Don't we? Don't don't lie there. Well, like I, I want to see Rue in some sneakers, some sneakers yeah. and a blazer. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's. I'm here for it. So Fred does say that they're starting with a classic. They are doing a photo shoot. They have 30 minutes to look beautiful. Really? 30 minutes? I don't believe that because they all looked pretty good. I think they had a little bit more time.
1: Yeah. If they can get in drag in 30 minutes, I'm just like, huh? That was real quick. Yeah,
0: Yeah, it it was very, very quick. But Keta knows that they're not going to get good Keta. They're going to end up with a bad trip. (laughs) How many times have you heard that from a circuit twink? Hey, so. <laughs> so many times, so many times. I just want to point out that I think the relationship between Keta Minaj and My Little Pony is really sweet, and I think this is like my favorite duo, even though they're not really a duo.
1: Oh, I agree, I their energy together. I'm just like, yeah,
0: I'm clearly like, obviously, two bottoms don't make a top, that's why they didn't like work out together in a relationship, but. I, they they really are a good combo. And they're they're really her- they're, they're there for each other. All right. Well, we get to the set and it's damn. Oh, it's so Dutch. There's a bicycle and a windmill and a cow and wind. If you told me that's what Holland is, I would believe you.
1: I. That's yeah. all I know. <laughs> I mean, I only got what. Cold weather. It's cold weather, and that's it. That's all I think about. Cold yeah, weather. Yeah, I
0: was. Just, we, we were just missing clogs and tulips.
1: Yep, exactly, exactly. And
0: uh, and window hookers. <laughs> Alec, the famous photographer, will be shooting them. Do we know who he is? No, it doesn't matter. They just show his work and that's all they're going to do. Yep.
1: Poor I was, guy. I was like, I don't know who this is. There was no buildup to you. That even nope. from like the previous season.
0: <laughs> nope. They're like, Alec, photos. All right, let's move on. So we first start off with Ivy, who is very basic. She's very timid. And for a second... Fred reveals the giant fan and I think even Beyonce would be screaming if she saw that thing, because that can blow a weave right off. Um, You and your petite figure, you would fall off of that bike. Oh yeah. I would have, I would (laughs) have, I would have broken all my,
1: the wind would have just took me. It would have just took me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You would have been flown up to the roof. Also, can we discuss, um, did the, Crew have to clean up the mess between every single person. That was what I was thinking because I was like...
1: Cause it was a surprise to each of them, so... It was a surprise, especially for scenes where they had water. hmm You would have to dry everything out.
0: Right. So this must have taken forever to film. It or had, they had like 20 crew people who were like, vroom, and, and got it done.
1: That, or they were like at least it had to be at least like 20 30 minute breaks in between each person
0: Yeah, it was a lot but ivy is barely able to handle the elements especially when it's raining her prime, final product was terrible it was terrible not good not cute so bad next up is poony who is used to riding without a saddle because her pussy is big enough Poonie looks like disco Madonna with that tinsel jacket and cowboy hat. And today is Madonna's birthday. So happy birthday, uh, Madge. Um, but when that wind blows, that hat is gone. Like there was no hope for it. Oh, no. I mean, no, none of these queens were prepared for what? <laughs> Absolutely not. <Word. laughs> Pooney did well, stayed mildly pretty with her flapping eyelashes. Um, she's one soaking Poonie who just had a bukaki, as she says.
1: I love how vulgar these queens are.
0: They, there's no censor on them, none whatsoever. No, I'm here for it. Hey, it's drag. It's part of the scene. We we we're all vulgar to each other, right?
1: We're all vulgar. (laughs) No, we got our inside jokes. Maybe not everyone knows what we're talking about
0: when we're on public TV, Mm
1: -hmm. but we got them jokes.
0: It's true. Next up is Vanessa. She gets the win and she screams and she has some fun, but I expected a little more out of her, but um, I I feel like she's a polished queen. She's not necessarily a fun queen. Yes. Not bad thing. Just need a little more. Mm -hmm. Love my I feel like I didn't remember until my second watch. I didn't even realize she was there, which is a theme for this episode. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) she was quite bland even with that bra strap breaking she she didn't really do anything
1: mm-hmm.
0: next up is the countess um she looks expensive as usual as she says she usually has a chauffeur she's not used to peddling i believe it i i, I she, she she is one of those rich bitches who probably has multiple sugar daddies and she doesn't have to do anything for herself so this is a challenge
1: Oh, I know she was serving a look. And I was like, ooh, ooh. Can I she have-
0: was. She was serving a look. And then she ripped the wig off to a smaller mm-hmm. wig, which is a cut move in a photo shoot. She's a model, baby. Is she good? And then she decides to put the wig back on and still looks stunning. Bitch, like, you were just blown. Like, this is easy for you. But I will say that her final photo did kind of look like Brooklyn Heights. It did. It did. And, and Brooklyn Heights, another model, very, very tall, statuesque, blonde. Mm-hmm. Vivaldi, she is screaming, and those fake boobs are popping out of her top.
1: Her I'm photo sick. was pretty
0: awesome. I thought she did well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was looking for some fake boobs, mm-hmm. like Dada Sophia, but Holland.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Give the queen a dollar. Um, Ketta. She looks pretty like a little doll in her red dress and curly blonde hair. Not a look I expected to come out of Keta Minaj, but then how camp she reveals her hairy legs. <laughs> it's not unexpected for queens to have hairy legs under the tights, but in 30 minutes, I guess it takes so much time to put tights on.
1: They said, did we get everything on? No, no, we did not. Nope
0: um then she gets her dress stuck in the chain of the bike for me that was terrifying and actually one of my worst fears is one of the reasons why I don't like riding a bike because I don't like anything potentially knocking me off of it um not that I ride a bike or wear a dress so like not that much of a fear but her final photo legs out exposed she had fun she had camp we love to see it He was like this is what I was given I'm gonna make the best out of it Mm-hmm. Reggie B with her pink and purple fantasy is ready to serve, though she just tucked and now she can feel her balls in her throat. Thank you for the visual, Reggie. Um, now, Reggie, if you'd like to feel other things in your throat, come to New York City and hit me up. <laughs> Too soon? Too soon? Never mind. Open invitation. <laughs> Listen, you're a, you are you. and me, we know Skyla. Skyla's been on the podcast. We're friends now. We're, we're one degree of separation, girl. We, we, let's, let's do it someone who's not going to be welcome to New York city in my apartment is Tabitha. Um, she's wearing plastic glasses and literally a bottom body, body condom. So her boobs are exposed. Um, she's also got hooker pink lipstick on. It's a choice. At least she went for it and found the task hysterical.
1: Right. Exactly. I mean, when you're given the situation where you're like, Oh, here's a giant fan and here's some water, We're, just go for it. Just go for it. I think yeah. she, I also think she was a dress, she was out of everyone. I think <sighs> she was dressed appropriately for this kind
0: of photo. Yeah, shoot. I re- I really would love to know what the second part of the conversation off of camera was to be like, you're doing a photo shoot, please dress XYZ. Because none of them had any cohesion whatsoever. <laughs> exactly. It, it was very 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 weird but um then she used her shoe as a phone which was another choice um i guess she thought she was lip-syncing to um lizzo oh uh, remember that on all-star six that feels like a million years ago it really does it does <laughs> well there is a winner of the mini challenge and the winner is the countess do you agree i agree I think so. Absolutely. She, she looked sensational.
1: Mm -hmm. She was, I don't know. It was that outfit. I mean. Mm -hmm. And the pose just, she looked domineering and like
0: she, she, she was riding that bike.
1: Yeah. She was like, I choose let me make the best out of this. I'm going to give you my best shots. Even with this obstacle you put in front of me. Mm -hmm.
0: So she is the winner. Does she get an advantage? We'll find out in the maxi challenge in a minute. So what is our maxi challenge? It is the dreaded sewing challenge. They will be using camping supplies to create a look. Now, listen, if you told me that those two hunky pit crew members came with the camping site, I would go camping immediately. I will hit them with the racket because that just sounds like fun. They were pretty boys.
1: They were. I was like, my jaw dropped. That
0: was like, Uh uh-huh. And they were enjoying themselves. They have never been on that side of a racket before. (laughs) Mm -mm. But yeah, so you can't use the the pit crew, but you can use anything else in there. And they had some terrible options, like actually some of the worst options, maybe in Drag Race history. Mm -hmm. The theme is glamping couture, so they got to make something couture. And maybe the definition of couture in Netherlands is a little different because none of that was couture except for one maybe
1: two i would say like yeah about maybe two, two. maybe two hit it yeah but we'll get there
0: <laughs> yeah the countess will get an extra 20 seconds to find her material she goes and she immediately goes for the ivy she gets all the green shit she knew what she was doing i don't know how much time they had to like scope out the the, the scene but she knew exactly what she wanted and we will see later it paid off
1: hmm Oh, it really did pay off. Mm.
0: And then once the other queens run, it's all out war. Nothing stretches. It's not pretty. You get what you get. What would you have gone for first based on the things that you observed or saw they took?
1: For me, anything that I can cut to expand. So like I would get a blanket, right? Mm -hmm. But that way I can cut it to make more fabric, right? Yeah. Um, That way there's more flexibility of what you can make out of it to make it absolutely kind of couture
0: now i don't know the actual timing of when this was filmed compared to the bag ball of um season 13 but i do wonder if they had seen utica because there were a lot of people taking sleeping bags
1: oh so many people took sleeping bags
0: so I'm, I would love if someone can do, like, the math and see how, like, the timeline compares. Because if that was influenced, then Utica deserves a lot more credit than she deserved. She should have won that fucking challenge.
1: There are many challenges where she should have won based on these factors. <laughs> but, it's, yeah. We'll, we'll get into the politics of, like, how different <laughs> drag race U.S. is compared to international and what they look at.
0: Yep. All right, well, once they get all their supplies, it's time to start designing. Some do sketches, some are cutting right away. They have to create a full look in one day, and that is very much a challenge. I know that would stress me the fuck out. I could never do it. The Countess sees Vivaldi with her patchwork on the floor, and she's like, it's over, she lost. But she needs to trust her own style, um, because apparently Vivaldi is very much a threat in this workroom, which I would have said... Preseason after two episodes, I'm not sure I agree. Yeah,
1: I don't know. I mean, mm mm-hmm. Into the Dark horse, I don't know.
0: Yeah, well, Ketta wants to come out looking beautiful because she has a reputation. And then we're back over with the Countess who goes to Vivaldi, who throws her hammock on her and then falls in the ground. Is this a showman's blossoming? It's not a couple I would have shipped, but. They do have a history because they both were part of Fred's um, makeup and hair team last season. So they are familiar with each other. Do you think this is just a flirt man, a show man, some good friends? What 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 is the Countess and Vivaldi? I
1: think they did a little. They were like, I'm, we're on the show. Let's flirt a little bit. Let's give them some drama. That yeah. way, when we get to the drama, they're like, let's pull it. Let's, let's pull the trigger now on it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, because I feel, again, if they were together on season one with Fred, they probably spent hours and hours together. So they, they know each other. So it's kind of cool to see this kind of relationship from behind the scenes now on screen.
1: Exactly. But again,
0: not a duo I would have.
1: I would Yeah, I wouldn't pair it or picture that.
0: No, because, again, like the Countess is very like. Pretty twink and Vivaldi is what you would find in a dumpster in Brooklyn you know you ain't wrong <laughs> i know i know that hair was, it, it's a, it must be a dutch thing because even uh mama queen last year i'm like y'all really love long hair Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not my type but it's a little messy put, put some shampoo in there just a bit just a bit <laughs> so now we're going to um enter the medical portion of our show Ivy has noticed something different about Reggie's left hand. So she asks her about it. Okay. One, is that an appropriate question to ask? And two, what producer whispered in her ear to ask it?
1: I don't think that's an appropriate question to ask at all. No! No boundaries. No, like, like, if, especially if I, again, right? Don't know, like, how much you're communicating when the show's in production, right? So, like, maybe there's a time and place, but maybe this is not the time and place.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I it, it, it was it was a lot because at first, like, OK, that's a weird question. Then we, we 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 get our answer. So Reggie was reveals that she was born with polydactyly. This is when you are born with more fingers and more toes. This also does not mean you're a mutant or superhero, which confused me because I've been watching a lot of Marvel and DC movies. So that's where my mind went. But she's not one of those. Um, Basically, Reggie had an extra thumb on her hand. So she had six fingers on her left hand while her other hand was normal. Then her feet, she says she had three on one and two more on the other. I can't do math. How many toes does she currently have? is it 10 she's got 10 right
1: wait wait because i think it's 10 I think she got
0: them all cut off but like she had 15 yeah she reveals that she had surgery and when she was really young and the doctor said the only things he would not be able to do are physical sports and dancing among other things and this was the point of the show where i was like oh bitch is getting the bye-bye edit like we are getting the backstory she is out of here but she has proven everyone wrong. She can sail dance. She can walk in heels. But with her foot being wider, she can't wear pumps. Um, Ivy now calls Reggie her ET phone home friend. Again, I know this is all in love, but I'm not sure that's the kind of nickname you want to give someone. Like, you're calling her an alien. Right,
1: right. Again, the no filter that they, they the folks have. And again, I don't know if this is even being translated, like, correctly. Like, it sounds, I mean, for us, maybe it's us, right? <laughs> yeah. I something sound harsh, harsh as hell.
0: <laughs> it was. Now, again, Ivy is Abby Oh My God's drag sister. Reggie B is uh, Abby Oh My God's drag daughter. There is a relationship. They know each other. I'm sure this conversation had been had before. I'm sure Reggie has discussed it. This was probably the two of them being like, let's get the screen time. Let's have the conversation on camera. Because it is an inappropriate question to ask. Yeah. Like, it was cringy. I was like, no, don't ask that, Ivy. Don't ask that. Um, but this is actually a really cool thing for Reggie to reveal because other people definitely have it. And yeah, we've never heard about it on the show. And I like, we've had Evie Oddly with her medical issues. Now we're, we, we're seeing Reggie. This just proves that no matter what you have you can overcome them and drag is universal and anyone can do it
1: Mm -hmm. and like drag becomes an outlet to be like let me do this I know I can do this and this person gives you that confidence
0: yeah and I think that's what I'm attracted to Reggie about is she is so confident because she had things to overcome and she's able to do it. And sure. She may be a little green when it comes to doing drag, but that's the energy that I want to see out of a queen. Like I want to see you enjoy what you're doing and give it your all. Sure. Maybe her foot is a little too wide and maybe that's why her heel breaks, but it doesn't matter. She goes for it. And that's why I'm a big fan of Reggie B. Um, And I, I think it sucks that we lost her already because she's really an inspiring drag queen. Mm-hmm. So to... yeah, very, very interesting conversation here. Um, but yeah, I can't believe, cause this is not the first and only time we're going to hear her being referred to as ET. Oof. So that's her nickname. God damn it. Oof. Listen, if she can now market that and like do an ET mix, I want to watch it. Like dress it to ET do, um, uh, et by katy perry that's the that's the number i want to see
1: or do some variations of merch do some yeah. variations of merch
0: <laughs> yeah exactly. um i'm you've seen et before of course right yes. okay just checking yes, like you're that. young so <laughs> not
1: that well, young.
0: <laughs> that's fair that's fair well now is the point in our show where we are going to try to figure out why love missisi will not interact with the other queens Poonie goes to her and asks if she's okay. And Mississi just says that she's in her zone. Pooney says she understands as when she would get on stage, she's a different person. You have a different personality as a person and as a performer. Completely understandable. Mm-hmm. But, sweetheart, there are like 15 cameras in the workroom. You're not just doing it for yourself. You're doing it for a TV show. Does she mm-hmm. forget about that?
1: I think she... I mean... I mean, I've been criticized on this, uh, or been called out on it, right? Uh, I think, I think she, just, she she got merged them personalities together.
0: Yeah. Now it's not it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just like know your surroundings and know what you signed up for, because the last thing anyone ever wants to accuse you of is tokenism on the show and be like you were cast because last season was a very white cast. Mm-hmm. Um, because that she's not giving anything, and I, I feel like we could have lost Love Musisi this week, but it would have looked really bad, especially after Drag Race Down Under. Um, yep. So, but we will discuss all that when we get to the judging. But Vanessa is noticing that some people are killing it, others are freaking out, and she's just sitting there with a tent and a boostier. She can't figure out where to go next. But it's the end of the day. There is so much pressure. Oh, and it's three a.m. <laughs> I can't believe they are still working at 3 a.m.
1: They're like, we're giving give you all the time to do this production for this.
0: Yeah. Now I had to go to one of my uh sources and ask if that's like a normal thing for the show, if they do film that late. And for challenges like this, yes, they do like a 16 or out 18 hour day. So they do have a long chunk of a day and then four hours the next day to work. Um, So it's. Commendable that they are awake the next morning because the queens re-enter and they are completely exhausted. Um, like, no energy. So much so that the Countess doesn't even have the energy to put on eyebrows. This is now Chernobyl realness. <laughs> now, everyone is still stressed, but Predatory Tabitha is ready to get that trade chat started. So who is her type? No, no, no. It's not E.T., as she calls her. Um, because she's mine, thank God. no, no competition okay. here. But Tabitha likes that little pony because she has a beautiful face, sexy body, and a great ass. <laughs> Shocker. Vanessa agrees. Now Pony is officially now the trade of the season, but Ketta has like been there done that, which <laughs> she's not lying. Right. We revealed who my Holland season 2 crushes. Who is yours? Mine is Ketta. Okay, not surprising. She is very, very attractive, especially at her older age. You know, I like them a little older. <laughs> oh, do you? Oh, yeah. look at the reveal Ooh. on the podcast. Just a little, just a little. <laughs> like, I've now I've seen a couple performances of Keta, um, like off of the show. For her age, not not she can move her body really well. Mm-hmm. She looks damn good.
1: I mean, she could do more than I can because. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, I can't do that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Um. but the, good choice. She. I, I would have picked Keta over Puni, but teach their own. I think Keta has just a little more intrigue and pizzazz and excitement energy, in her.
1: The energy is different.
0: Yeah, it's the energy. Vanessa poses the question, if anyone is into effeminate men. So what does that word mean? Well, Tabitha, the one with all the fucking opinions, is like, why put everyone in boxes? What's the standard of masculinity? What episode she's saying Vanessa has an advantage because she has tits as a trans woman, now she's saying there shouldn't be boxes? I need some consistency out of you, bitch. Yeah. I mean, I
1: I don't think she, in this production, so far the past two episodes, she is not aware of what she's actually saying. No! Because I think, I mean, this is from, from last week, but last week I was thrown off when she when she said, oh, yeah, she has advantage because of her tits. And I'm just like, uh-uh, uh-uh, that, that comment right there, uh-uh.
0: Yeah. And that's why I, I do wonder what their actual relationship is. Because Tabitha does seem like that person who would make that joke constantly to Vanessa and Vanessa just, like, laughs it off, which she did. But again, for us viewing it as the first time, it's not okay because we have not accepted you for that yet. Mm -hmm. Maybe episode six, seven. Fine. It was jarring. And this comment again is like, I don't know who you are. What are you trying to say, girl? But yeah, it is a very interesting conversation because after finally being able to say the LGBTQIA plus community and confessional, Reggie does state that it's a nice community, but we ask the outside world what we do and don't want, we don't want to be put in boxes yet. We do it ourselves. What is your opinion on that? Because it is such a prevalent thing in our community.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's such a Foucault Fouconian, like kind of, um, so like Michelle Foucault, right. Um, mm-hmm. queer, queer theorist, queer philosopher, well, philosopher on queer studies, right. Quote unquote father yep. of queer studies, um, kind of talks about this and this is something I talk about a lot too. Right um both the power of creating identity boxes for yourself but also the limitation that has on yourself and others right um mm-hmm. and for me i think it's helpful right but i love for us to think about like we're more than we're, we're complex people right right our identities can shift our ident- like we don't have to fit into this one mold right and we're a variations of many things and we need to be okay with it. Like as people, we need to stop categorizing, but mm-hmm. simultaneously so understand the power that does bring some people.
0: Absolutely. I mean, li- listen, all the dating apps, you have to pick a tribe, you can, but you can pick multiple tribes. So that's okay. At least we're not pigeonholed into one, but that's, that's the thing that we do. And we've accepted that we do it even though we don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. it's 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 a conundrum and and i get what reggie is saying that like we can do it but you shouldn't but we also shouldn't it it was a really interesting conversation and this is where i wish we had 10 more minutes of screen time because i really want this conversation to be had on drag race because it is an important conversation that i don't think any of us know how to actually properly talk about
1: yep no it's true because
0: we all have differing opinions and that is fine because it does allow us to have the conversations but it has caused so many problems within the community itself and for a, a, a group of people who are fighting for to be seen and notice and be equal we're tearing each other down so like what are we doing
1: i mean we do it within our tribe well those mm-hmm. tribes that we have those quote-unquote tribes we even do it in the the basis of race and i'm just like yeah. i get i get so frustrated um yeah So I really wish they had opened up that conversation just a bit more, a little bit more.
0: Absolutely. Give me, give me three more minutes on it. Um, Let, let me hear what they were going to say about effeminate and masculine men and what it means, because again, having Vanessa there, that's a really important voice to hear her take on it. Mm -hmm. Um, But we were robbed of it for whatever reason. Um, But this is again, why drag race is an important show because we're not getting these conversations anywhere else.
1: Yep, exactly, exactly.
0: And if they're not going to talk about it, we are. And mm-hmm. we get to then allow the listeners to have their conversations, whether it's with us, with their friends. So it is helpful. And I'm not going to ask for a two hour version of the show. So give me, give me a little more, a little mm-hmm.
1: more. Or even, right? Um, because this, epi- like these, these Holland episodes are going out really fast. That little mini untuck that we get with yeah. the, the queens chatting in the back, give us elaborate. Let's like let's bring it right back. Let's let's have it. And maybe it was, and maybe it just didn't make the edit.
0: But yep. I agree. Well, speaking of things that didn't make the edit, the queens go back to work, and Reggie asks Tabitha for some help. Apparently, according to both Reggie and Tabitha on Instagram, there was a cut scene where the two had a heart to heart. Um, I don't know what was said. They did not elaborate it on their Instagrams, but I feel like it was cut because I don't know that the show wants us to like Tabitha. Um, I sure am not feeling good vibes from her early on. I feel like you're not as well, mm-hmm. and I feel like if we had seen that scene, it would have confused us even more.
1: Yeah, I wonder if they're they're really like I am with those two queens, like like the queen speaking out, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe we want her to be the villain of the season.
0: Yeah. And it sucks because we've seen like, again, I will always go back to how unfairly Britta was treated because that's not who she is. She was bearing the burden of two people and her words just happened to fit a narrative. And I feel like that's, what's happening to Tabitha. Um, Cause I do want to uh, like honor her for her legendary work. And clearly she is getting a bit of a pass um, because she is a legend, but um. They need someone to have a villain it, and the other person who's closest to a villain edit isn't really a villain. It's the countess, and she's just very cocky.
1: Exactly. Well, so I, I feel I feel for them too, right? Because yeah, it's them now watching the show back, and you're just like, mm-hmm. what happened to what we said, or you know,
0: exactly. That. And I think that's why they both posted what they did to just to remind everyone there is a human side to everything.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So Mississi says that. If her designer ever gave her what she made, she would slap them in the face. Fair, because crap, that was, crap. It was oof. Reggie is getting stressed, um, so much so that she's got the runs. Now, does she actually have diarrhea or is this a metaphor? Either way, what a way to go out on this show. <laughs> Reggie's sewing machine p- pedal stops working. This is a storyline trend on all sewing challenges. Please give these girls real sewing machines. Honestly, machine these machine. i <laughs> like I'm recording two podcasts. Both podcasts this week are about a sewing challenge. Both episodes had a sewing mishap. I feel like it's a formula.
1: I feel like these producers are like give 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 this queen um, a bad machine so we can tell them that they can't sew. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh God. I felt so bad. It's like, Oh, come on girl. Now Vivaldi is asked about her drag name. She shares that it sounds educated as Vivaldi was a composer, but the real tea is when you put Gaga in Google translate from English to Latin, it comes out as Vivaldi work, bitch. That's kind of fucking awesome. (laughs) Now I know you don't have an official drag name quite yet, so I think you should at least try to find your drag name through Google Translate.
1: I should. I see what I should see what pops up.
0: Yeah, I think it could be really fun. I'm um, just randomly pick another language to see what happens. I think we can get a good drag name out of you for this.
1: Yep, we just put in some if, words and we just translate to see what pops. Ooh, this sounds good
0: and so next season um what uk canada who knows which one's next when you come back to do a recap we will reveal the results sound good
1: yes we'll we'll do it i'll i'll probably make here the top 5 that came out
0: and then we, we can have the audience vote we can have the audience vote
1: exactly exactly
0: perfect i'm here for it well, Ivy reveals that her mother was pregnant with her second child. She was running to the bus stop. It was winter and she slipped on black ice and had a miscarriage. The baby was going to be named Ivy. So her name is derived from that. She is putting a spotlight on her mom and honor her. I thought that was a really sweet story. I had heard that um, prior to the season, but her speaking about it is, uh, is really touching mm-hmm. because sometimes drag names have to have a meaning whether it's for campy reasons whether it's a pun whether it's something that means something to you it's an identity and you get to pick this identity and I think that's kind of special when you do have a story behind a drag name
1: like my like them saying like telling that little story about that like I just felt like my heart just like connected with them to be like wow, this shows that you know there is meaning behind you as a person, right? It gives me like yeah. an element that I wanted or want yeah. people.
0: And it, and it's just so sweet to, again, in, in a world where sometimes there are drag artists who don't have the opportunity to connect with her family because they don't accept it necessarily. She does. And she's honoring her family through it. And it, it's really sweet to hear Ivy say this because we're not getting that much personality out of her quite yet.
1: hmm Exactly.
0: The Countess asked Tabitha how it feels being there as the old guard, or a drag dinosaur, as Tabitha calls it. She says there wasn't YouTube when she started. She learned makeup with what she had. It was learning from what you saw. You can teach this pony new tricks, as she says. There is a lot she can learn from these girls. And I think that is definitely going to be a plot line going forward, because she is a little older when it comes to her aesthetic. She tells the countess that being older, she has to go to extremes, but she hasn't shaved her eyebrows. But the countess says she'll do it for her. And I call sabotage because that's (laughs) opened up another can of worms. But, Jeremy, I swear to fucking God, if you shave your brows, you are in deep shit trouble. Do not shave your brows.
1: These brows? These brows?
0: Do not. Do not you have excellent brows. I see your stories. I see you get them done. Do not fucking shave them.
1: I would not. I would not. Um, you know, we got we just we just gonna put that, that purple blue mm. right over and yeah. Um, I,
0: I told someone once that they weren't allowed to shave their arms and they did, and they don't even do drag. So no shaving allowed. No, no. no.
1: Um, I also have this great attachment to my eyebrows, only because I got really lucky. I got my mom jeans because my dad ain't got no eyebrows
0: <laughs> there you go you got yeah so right you all heard it Jeremy not allowed to shave the eyebrows they're staying
1: <laughs> they're gonna stay on for a long time Very even if time.
0: Shangela tells you to shave them they're staying on <laughs> so if Tabitha is safe we learn the deal is the countess can shave her eyebrows for her and that is also how you get an extra week on the show mm-hmm. it, it worked for Devima.
1: it you're right. You're right. <laughs>
0: Tell them you're gonna do something next week and they're gonna keep you another week.
1: They said, Oh, we're gonna love the story. Plot has thickened.
0: Yep. The countess starts off in confessional, paying T- Tabitha a compliment that they could all learn from her. Then it starts to go a little bit downhill. She says she has an enormous personality, then says she is an enormous person and wraps it up with she won't get that far in the competition. Bitch, that was shady. That was like Fuck very <laughs> but that's kind of what i like about the countess is like she looks so sweet and prim and proper that she's a fucking cunt
1: they said i'm gonna give you the 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 shit compliment um sandwich
0: to me this says that the new queens shouldn't compare themselves to each other because as you get older you develop your own character and your own things live in the moment and you know what i agree that is a very very important thing old queens new queens not queens everybody Mm -hmm. live in the moment it's a good thing especially now in still the world of covid live in the moment you never know when it's going to be your last
1: truly no it's it's true um yeah i know resonating with those words it's just like just live it just do it yeah have fun with it
0: well we're going to move over to the main stage for the runway um Fred comes out wearing an Ariana Grande high pony and a corset made for someone 10 years her junior. Envy Peru, girl, you are transforming her into a sex pot, but let's maybe make it a little more age appropriate because this Fred's not working for me either.
1: This, I, when you said Ariana Grande, I saw and I was like, yeah, yeah. I was thinking this is, you giving me Ari looks. You're, you're, mm-hmm. but even down to that runaway outfit that Fred was wearing. I got questions.
0: <laughs> yeah, I do too. I don't know who's do- supplying the the looks, but I think the makeup is definitely improved, but you can definitely tell Envy Pru is doing her makeup because yep. those eyes are identical. Yep. Um, and they have very different eye shapes. So maybe tweak it a little bit, Envy, please. Because next week, I don't know if you saw the preview. I was like, that's you. That's you, Envy. That's not Fred. But mm-hmm. oh well. Joining the panel tonight is guest judge Sandoz El Almidi, who is an actress and a stand-up comedian. Are you familiar with her work? I am not. Neither. either. Um, there is only so far uh, uh, Google can get you when everything is in Dutch. And I could not find much out about her. Uh, but she is six foot tall. That I did find out. And she's uh, of Moroccan descent. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Carlo Buzhardt and Marike Samalo are back as well. Category is Glamping Couture. And in honor of the runway, we are going to play. You ready for this one? Yeah. I had fun with this one. We're going to play Pitch a Tent or Camp Catastrophe. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready. I was going to try to find another sexual innuendo for the bad one, but I was like, I can't. We'll just go with this one. All right. Ivy Elise, sleeping bag beauty. Um, She uses sleeping bag. That's cool. Three, in fact. But there is no cohesion. There is no style. This is a hodgepodge. Do not like the blue hair with it as it only pairs with, well, the bottom mermaid flare out. Um, the garment looks chunky. It does not fit her well. There is no shape. I don't know if she just didn't have enough of each sleeping bag or what, but this was hideous.
1: It was so many mixed pat Like... I do like a good, like, you know, a look that's like, you know, mixed patterns and things like that. It was just not a good look.
0: No, it was terrible.
1: And I was thinking, I was like, there was so much that she could have done with all that blanket. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: (laughs) Like, there was so much I could have, like, I don't know. It was just a mess. It wasn't, it wasn't put together. It
0: it was not working. Sando says she's really beautiful, but needs to believe in that when she walks because she walks with uncertainty. Fred says the makeup is beautiful, but the dress is not original. It doesn't even matter about original because the silhouette is a silhouette.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It just didn't work. It didn't fit for that. I will give her a camp catastrophe.
1: I would say camp catastrophe as well.
0: The audience was a little more forgiving here they were 44 percent pitch a 10 and 56 camp catastrophe i don't know if i agree with that but okay
1: question marks
0: <laughs> yeah um uh, my little pony, inflatable glam pony. now here i love this i think whatever this was she was able to style it in a way that makes it look incidental i love that she put the blue diamonds on her eyes to really tie the whole thing together the yellow piece resembles a belt and helps to give her a shape even though it's still the same piece but she transformed the inflatable well, though I wish it wasn't as wrinkled as it was, but that's what plastic does.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure like they probably ain't got no, like at least a far something to steam it out just slightly a bit without ruining the plastic. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. Cause they probably have steamers in the workroom, but one, do you even have time to use the steamer? Um, and two, you don't want to like burn it.
1: Yep. You're going to burn and melt it and it's going to mold a whole different kind of outfit.
0: Exactly. Um, but I, know, I I thought this was cool because she really used the shapes to her advantage.
1: No, she did. And I don't know, it gave me it gave me couture, it gave me something high fashion.
0: Yeah, I will give this a pitch of 10.
1: As well, pitch a tent. Also, can we talk about audience,
0: how, yeah, and also talk about how pretty that wig was on them? It was gorgeous. That pink, love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, audience 83, pitch of 10, 17. Camp catastrophe. Tamitha, button shade dress. Worst look on the runway. Her fucking ass is basically hanging out. The buttons are haphazardly glued on. The cape adds nothing to the look. This is a piece of an umbrella she wrapped on her body and called it a day. The only interesting thing is the flower on her shoulder. What the fuck was this?
1: A mess. A mess. It. <sighs> That there was no there was no there was no proportionizing
0: none <laughs> it was, was terrible
1: it was way too short yes way too short and because of it it was so unflattering it was it was unflattering to like her figure her overall look
0: and like I guess she thought buttons would be the thing that's going to set her over the top they didn't look good
1: no like and i'm trying to think where the buttons try to be like little tiny rocks or something or you're trying to be the river with the blue yeah
0: terrible terrible carlos says to be the beams and she fits in here and that she can be dangerous she is a fantastic comedy queen okay uh Sandoz says she walks like she did when she was in labor that i believe <laughs> um and frez says she looks look at her proportions as she is not a size zero the larger the wig the smaller the belly Marike says she is has great personality on stage. I really do think these critiques are because of who she is and not because of what she presented. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what happened episode 1 of Drag Race España with Poopy. Is they know her, they have a respect for her and they're not going to put her in the bottom because she would go home. Mhm. Camp catastrophe. I have nothing positive to say about this. Yeah, I
1: have no positives. Like Thank you for trying.
0: <laughs> yeah, sure. Audience, 12% pitch of 10, 88% camp catastrophe. Vivaldi, uh, sneaky sneak out. Um, tell me this is not Katya. That beat and that hair, I was like, bitch, you are a high class Russian whore.
1: Right. Oh my gosh.
0: Okay. So I really love Vivaldi, but you cannot tell me that this is nothing more than patchwork that is thrown over her shoulders with a red diaper and pasties. It, it looks fine. It's true to her aesthetic, but just because you were able to patch together some look to create a cohesive color story does not mean it's mm-hmm. good. I think she's getting away with skinny favoritism.
1: Yeah, I was like she's relying on that body. She's yeah. really relying on that body, especially for this for this outfit. It wasn't, mm-hmm. you know how like Fred made that or Fred made that comment earlier in that night in that runway. Like, wasn't original. This wasn't original.
0: No, it was literally a cape. I, I feel like there was something else she was going to make, but she didn't have time for it. It mm-hmm. looked incomplete in my eyes. And also the heels didn't match whatsoever, but they liked that. And the socks, like what? Yeah. What am I missing? Carla says, this is art. Um, but the one downside is the tucking Vivaldi on stage says, it's just thick stuff. But we know that is a lie. Yeah. Um, Sando said, if campsites had more of this, she'd go. I don't get this critique. I really did not get it. Um... Maybe it's my eye is looking for something else after seeing so many design challenges. This just, for me, didn't cut it.
1: Yeah, it was, for me, it's like you gave me, they gave me like 75, I'll give it a C plus. They gave me a 75%. Sure, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I will give it a Camp Catastrophe just because I think it's incomplete.
1: Um, I'm going to go with the other. Pitch a 10? Yes. um
0: Well, I say the audience. I, I say this
1: because ahead. there's some effort put in, but it still felt incomplete.
0: Yeah, the audience agrees with you. 83% pitch attempt, 17% camp catastrophe. So I'm just being hypercritical. Oh, you want to talk about? excellence the countess crocodile dandy what a showstopper this is magnificent she knows fashion she knows how to create a stunning look the crocodile pool floaty is present but she used it in a way where it's almost unrecognizable because of the detailing of the flowers and the sleeves the movement of that skirt gives the dress so much life it's high fashion when you pair it with the black bob which only she could pull off it is one of the finest design challenge looks in franchise history, easily.
1: I know. I hundred percent agree with you. I like when she came down that runway. I was like, "How the hell did you turn this inflatable crocodile into I'm a crazy freaking dress?"
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, just a coat with the sleeves. Like, it it was because it's crocodile. It looks like actual expensive material Mm -hmm. she did so well on this i am so proud
1: yep no she and okay i mean she did have that like 20 second advantage earlier but Mm -hmm. i know damn well she was looking at what she wanted and taking all those like ivies and leaves with her Uh uh-huh did her wonders
0: it worked out carlo says she proved what you can do in a short amount of time and the others are green with envy Sando says the whole performance she kept thinking what else is going to happen but this look is perfection fred says this is wonderfully done pitch a 10 pitch a 10 guess what 100 pitch a 10 everyone agreed love we love it vanessa van cartier glam camp mosquito fighter how this was not a top look is beyond me this was such a great outfit the beige is a dull color and yet she designed it with so many buckles and ropes that all ties together. The mosquito netting as a cape was so smart. Is it the best constructed? Probably not, but it looks sensational. I love the short golden hair because she looks like an expensive white woman going to go on a safari.
1: Mm-hmm. You know you know what? Um, oh, oh my gosh, uh, parent trap. When mm-hmm. maybe, maybe yeah. that mother yeah. to go camp. That's all I got. That's it? All I think about yeah, that was it.
0: You, you nailed the reference. That's absolutely it. This was so good. I don't know what, what how is this not a top look? I
1: know. I need to know what their judging criteria is. I got to see them notes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. This was Pitch a Tent. This was my number two of the night.
1: Yep. Pitch a Tent.
0: Audience, 79% Pitch a Tent, 21% Camp Catastrophe. Keta Minaj, Glamping Rock. Oh my God, the reference here, she is giving you full Bowie realness. The hair may be a bit of a shake and go, but it works for this look. If you know Bowie, you know this is Ziggy Stardust inspired. I know the blue should probably be a different color if this was a regular design, but the construction of it was so strong. The androgyny of the entire outfit is magnificent. How is this safe?
1: I, exactly. No, I was, when they said safe, I said what yeah <laughs> i looked at the screen like huh because they were if i was like looking for something in the design challenge this is yeah. what i would look for mm-hmm. i was like oh she went she was like oh we're giving you camp rock
0: <laughs> yeah like she ha- without seeing a reference anywhere she gave you full-on bowie she got that from her head onto mm-hmm. her body like that is incredible in, in itself pitch a 10 it was wonderful
1: Yep. Pitch a tent.
0: Audience, 84% pitch a tent, 16% camp catastrophe. Love Mississi from Route 66 to the A2. I don't know what the A2 is reference of. Uh, Maybe it's a Dutch thing, but she picked the car inflatable and was stuck with it and had nothing else to do. So she made the best of it. As far as a silhouette, it, it is fine. She could have had a little more of a waist, but this is a gown and if Eureka gets commanded for her, so should Miss Sissy. Mm-hmm. Um, all that being said, it's the pattern. It's beyond distracting. The Countess was able to hide hers. Poonie was able to incorporate hers. Miss Sissy just left it as is and it's just not working for me. Maybe she's trying to be cast in the next Cars movie, so Pixar hit her up, but um, I didn't care for this.
1: Yeah, I... I think it's a great gown i think the gown is like i mean a little bit more like tailoring they had like more time i think it would have been a great outfit or even if we inverted the the logo like that car logo yeah and we probably would have got a black gown instead um but i i kind of see where they were going with you know when you open the cape towards the side it's like a car wheel so you know we're ready to go on the road yeah
0: and and that's the thing it's like i don't think she is necessarily a full-on camp queen but she does bring elements of camp into her um drag i think you need to go full camp like you make like make the headlights the boobs or something like it just needed a little more whimsy for me
1: yeah and i was kind of confused with those balls that
0: exactly i and the flamingos
1: and the flame it just didn't those like you could have done You could have done something out like maybe cut the plastic of the flamingo and make some spiky shoulder pads. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Carlos says he loves big hair, but gets the feeling that she's saying a bit safe. And then Mississi says she's disappointed in herself and thinks She's not good enough. There is a little boy looking for love. That is a thing. That is a real thing. That is thing that a lot of viewers are going to resonate with. She's going to have to bring a lot more of that story because it's important, and it, we need to hear it. But she's not giving the producers the words to, to share it.
1: And she's she's really shielding herself. And that's what yeah, I feel. We'll like, get to what really she talks girl.
0: about in Untucked, but
1: yeah,
0: whew, I'm going to give this camp to catastrophe because I expected more.
1: Um, I'm going to say pitch a tent. Um, yeah,
0: audience right down the middle, fifty-one percent pitch a tent, forty-nine camp catastrophe. Finally, we got Reggie B, Sleepy B. When it comes to performance on the runway, Reggie wins the episode. She took the fashion and camp and combined the two. As far as the garment, well, it is basic. Um, there's just no cohesion with the pattern sleeping bags. If she had managed to hide the panty and made like a hoop skirt out of it, I think it could have worked, but simply making a train with a pink top and a black panty was just not going to cut it. Was it the worst? Absolutely not. Was it broken heel why she hit the bottom? Based on the critiques, apparently.
1: Yeah, which I feel like they shouldn't have, that shouldn't have not held against her for that.
0: Right. Yeah. It was very strange. The way when they spoke about it, um, it was it was weird. So Carlos says that sleepwalking performance was a good choice and then it went wrong with the heel, but she didn't think, oh, stop my heel. Sando said the performance was wonderful, but felt the outfit was like when her daughter swaps clothes with her Barbie and they wear the wrong clothes. Okay, I, got, I that I understand that that I could see, but it wasn't the worst. So it wasn't. I I, I was having issues here, and maybe again it's my biasy because I do love Reggie, but I was confused.
1: I mean, I've been confused about these critiques.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't. Know what um, I
1: really don't know what they're looking for at this point. I mean, yeah. we're we're episode two in, and some of them looks that should have been safe. Uh, that should not have been safe we're up there i'm yeah.
0: yeah yeah well i'm gonna i'm gonna give this a camp catastrophe i'm not gonna be biased and give her a pass it is a camp catastrophe it's not the best definitely in the bottom but not the bottom
1: yep camp catastrophe for me
0: audience was 64 24 uh, percent pitch attempt 76 uh camp catastrophe so fred has decided that my little pony vanessa vancardia and keta Minaj are safe I, I i don't agree i absolutely do not agree
1: yep no nope. don't agree
0: it for me it should have been vanessa um, the Countess and Ketta; those were my top three.
1: Yep, same, same top three. They, so, they brought something Reggie, different. They brought, they yeah. brought, it. they brought it.
0: So here's more confusion: Reggie B, Ivy, Lisa, Tabitha, Love Masissi, Vivaldi, and the Countess are the tops and bottoms. Is this a three-three top-bottom split, or are you telling me that Tabitha or Love Masissi were a top? Right. I don't think it was 2-4 because they rarely ever do that. Mm-hmm. Love My must have been a top of the week. And I can only think that's the case because they wanted to talk to her. Not because of the look.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I okay, Like tough. if
0: this was All-Stars that would be detrimental to the three safe girls later on. Yeah. Because Fred's the one making decisions I think it's okay but it still doesn't Help. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was a little disappointed with this judging. I mean, I, I feel like we had this issue last season as well. What, what are we missing?
1: Yeah. I, I don't know what they want yeah. or what they, what, or what they're actually looking for. Um, because
0: I, I, this is another situation for me where there were many weeks where um, Chelsea boy and Ceterjean did not get wins. And then when it got to them in the bottom, they were eliminated because they'd never been a winner. So mm-hmm. I really worry that this could play out later on. Yep. So listeners keep an eye on this. And if my prediction is right again, I am very bad. Very, very <laughs> bad. Let's move over to Untuck Jr. Um, the tops and bottoms return. Tabitha kicks off her potato sack heels. Who is going to be lip syncing? Ivy believes she is going to have to. Reggie believes as well. Tabitha thinks that Ivy looks awful Keta thinks she looks like a rolled up fish stick. Not wrong. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I mean, basically, those three those three sleeping bags were just hugging her.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Reggie knows that her outfit was boring, and Keta does tell her that it looks like it's falling apart, but respects that she has no sewing experience and she really tried to make something. I don't know how many times I have to say this on the podcast. If you're going on Drag Race. Do drag race school, learn how to sew, learn how to act, learn how to do an impression. You got to do these things before you even apply because if you get that call and you're not prepared, you're going to look like a fool. And I hate seeing someone I enjoy look like a fool.
1: Mm -hmm. Especially if you get, you know, you know that, like look at New York City Nightlife, right? We Mm are easy, quick access to queens that we know what they can bring, right? And when they're on the show and they don't know how to sew, you're like, how?
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's unfortunate. But we're going to talk about Love, Mississi for a second. Um, She's asked why she was taken aback by the comments. She says that she's hardened herself. Um, She started drag four years ago, which I'm not really understanding because apparently she had done drag in New York, but that doesn't work out with this timeline. Um, But everyone told her she couldn't do it. She says she's a bit scared. She comes from a poor country in Haiti and was from an interracial family where she is the darkest and felt like the black sheep of the family. She always heard that she wasn't good enough or light enough. When her mother went to America, she thought it was her fault, but it turns out that when she was gay, it was forbidden. So the pain has always been there because in Haiti it's forbidden. There's a lot to unpack here. And again, I think this is not going to be the, hopefully the last time we hear this from love because this is a, a very important conversation and, um, Obviously, with what happened in Haiti over the weekend with the earthquake, it just it hits even harder.
1: Yeah.
0: But Love, Miss Sissy is a very important story. And I can't relate to it because that's not my life. Mm -hmm. But listening to her and and viewing and hearing the pain that comes out of her voice. It's heartbreaking.
1: It is. It is. And this is why like like I agree with you. I hope we get more of her. I would love to see like this comeback story yeah. of them. Like, yeah, I wasn't, you know, I build this confidence. I'm confident in who I am. Right. I know my craft and I can give you, I can give you a hundred percent. Right. Yeah. But also, you know, navigating the complexities of what she had to deal with.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, 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 it can't be easy. And I, I give her full respect for opening up on a TV show because That takes a lot to do, Um, but yeah, I I hope we get to hear more because I think the story is not done and there are a lot of viewers who I think need to see themselves in Love, My Sissy, and I think it's going to be true. She's going to touch people. Fred has decided that the Countess is the winner of the week. She wins a Bernina sewing machine. You mean they use crap in the workroom and Benita can't give them 10 good machines to use? Are you serious? They,
1: I'm just, <laughs> you, I'm just there. Like, you know, what if you won that challenge by like, <laughs> wait, wait. no. What if you won this challenge? Right. And you were not a seamstress or knew how to sew. Right. And then your prize is a sewing machine. I would have been right. like, Huh?
0: <laughs> no, honestly, they should give Reggie a sewing machine uh, for losing to eat yourself. Exactly. <laughs> but guess what? The Countess also gets a badge because they love their stupid badges. Will Ivy purchasing one of the badges from Wow Presents? Probably. But don't tell my mom. Um, <laughs> love, Mississippi, Vivaldi, Tabitha are safe, which means Reggie B and Ivy Elise are the bottom two, and. Oh God! I would not have put Reggie B in the bottom. Personally, it would have. It should have been Tabitha.
1: I think it was to be. I think personally, it should have been Tabitha. Be but they're eating up her comedy. Or quote. they are.
0: They really are. It. It really is a respect thing. I think. Yeah. Um. I don't know how beloved she is in the the Amsterdam nightlife scene, but I, I guess that's what they got her to do. Mm-hmm. Reggie has changed into pink thigh high heels because she needed new heels to dance in. And honestly, she should have worn those for the look because they were a lot better and more Name cohesive it. with the pink on top. Yep. Anyway, the song is a drag classic. It's Don't Leave Me This Way by Thelma Houston. What a great song. Um, I love the passion of it. I love the funness. And basically what I've learned in two episodes, if you are associated with Miss Abby, oh my God, this season, you're a bottom dweller. Juicy Couture, her drag daughter, gone. Reggie B, drag daughter, gone. Ivy Elise, drag sister, bottom. Uh Uh-oh! Is this revenge for Abby making the top four? I mean, it might be. Oh, God. They
1: said, Oh, you thought.
0: (laughs) Right. I think they both brought their own brand of passion, but I think I needed a little more oomph for them to nail this song because this is a standard this is everything you can do in drag this is not a boom clap
1: (laughs) boom clap (laughs) um (sighs) they needed more energy and then i'm also like i know they're like rehearsing you know you you put your little air your your, um ipod shuffle i don't know how those things still work you put those little ipod shuffles Um, in your ear and you just start lip syncing it i needed more i needed more energy from the both of them
0: yeah this this is a this is an acting song there is this song is don't leave me this way this is this is a song for longing this is trying to get your lover back Mm -hmm. they they, they didn't give that What, what what ivy gave us was um flopping around like a fish because she's wrapped up like one, so she flopped around like a fish. Um, I do think Reggie did really well, and in a game of splitting hairs, she was in the bottom last week, which I didn't agree with either. I thought Ivy should have been in the bottom last week. And I think that's why Reggie was the one to go and not Ivy, because she had two bottom appearances. I think Reggie did slightly better in this performance, and Fred thought otherwise and did say it was a difficult decision. I think called it Lip Sync XL, which... Is a choice.
1: You know, it is a choice. Choice of words. Choice of words.
0: Yeah. Well, Ivy says Reggie is gone, but she is still in my heart. Call me, girl. I've already I've messaged you a couple times with like heart emoji to your story. So it, it's on you, girl. You, you and me. Um, but Reggie walks off stage, says it was a wonderful gig. And does she charge Fred for it? Which I thought was very funny. I hope Fred gives her some money. <laughs> but we got some burning questions to wrap up this podcast. What is Reggie B's legacy?
1: Adorable and fun. That's what I got.
0: Yeah, I I think what she brought was a lot of passion and a lot of heart. She really was one of the stronger talking heads of the season, which is why I thought she would last pretty long. Um, But I really think she's got this charismatic energy that a lot of queens are lacking nowadays. Um, And I would love to see more from her. And I wish her all the best.
1: Yeah, same. I hope, like, her being on Holland at least gets her more exposure. Yeah. Well, I think all the queens need, a, little, a lot of queens, especially international season, it need a lot more exposure on their social media. So I hope... Um, yeah. Wow.
0: Because, like, they they, they just did that um uh, drag fest in the UK. Not a single a Holland girl was there.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Come on, so- let, let, let's... Like it's only yeah, Holland, like it's close to England. It's
1: yep. closer yeah, than and, the U.S. So, and I hope they don't play the card of like, well, you know, English. I was like, yeah, no, they speak English.
0: <laughs> they speak English. They all do, and they yeah. get yelled at for not speaking English. I, I got the tea from Skyler Versailles that <laughs> Janie Jukay got yelled at so many times for speaking English in confessionally. They said no Dutch, and she's like, why? I don't speak Dutch that well, but. Next week, the mini challenge is a hawkin, which looks like a rave. Yep. Um, is that your scene? Have you done that kind of stuff? Are you? Are you like?
1: Um, there's some tea. I was invited to a rave two weeks ago.
0: Oh, and how you didn't go?
1: I went. Oh. Oh. It was an. Exp- it was different. I mean, a rave <laughs> in little old Burlington, Vermont. Put the mm. two and two together.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, it's time for Snatch Game episode three are you ready to discover the next lot of Dutch pop culture icons we have no idea who they are
1: you know all the references next week are going to go right over my head
0: (laughs) yeah though someone is doing Nikki Plesson which we do know from last season so we'll see if that is good or not but I'm excited I think it's cooler that we have a a larger cast size this time doing it um, eight instead of six because six was a little too small yeah. um but yeah I'm, I'm excited but let's ask the question i ask every time after two episodes the winner of the season is the countess
1: is... the count, count
0: okay okay i am really unsure and that's exciting again i love when i can't figure it out like obviously like two episodes in of the is a car for all wins um I am feeling maybe it's just because the first episode and I do think she did really well. I really think Keta is a contender. I think based on paper, Vanessa should be the winner, but um, she's not giving us that much quite yet. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, there are, there are some strong contenders. I definitely would say that Ivy is not going to win. And I can tell you love Mississi is not going to win. I think the rest have a, and Tabitha not going to win, the rest have a kind of fighting chance. I
1: why do I for why do I foresee Tibeta to, to be for some reason top four, top five? I don't know why. No, I, not I don't
0: wanna, po- See, I, don't I wanna, like poopy. I don't like Tobita.
1: I don't wanna I don't wanna speak it into existence, <laughs> but I feel yeah. like you know again, it's about that that probably about that, that drag queen respect about what they brought yeah. to the Netherlands, right? What what did they bring? Like this is what they brought.
0: Absolutely. Well, we'll we'll see. We have what? 6 episodes left? I don't I'm not not really sure how many episodes there are this season. We'll find we, out.
1: I mean, we had a we had a we have we have had drag race every single week. Every single week. Not uh-huh.
0: uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's not ending. It's diff, it's it's not ending. No,
1: it's not, well, not.
0: where can we find you on social media and Venmo and anywhere else that people can interact with you
1: yeah so you can find me on instagram at rootless underscore youth um you can also find me on linkedin you know i'm in grad school (laughs) (laughs)
0: give him a Um, job
1: yes yes um just jeremy torres i should pop up so quickly with a rainbow background on my linkedin profile and then um, Venmo, my Venmo is Jeremy-Torres-5, so. There you
0: go. Very simple. Send some dough. <laughs> and how, how's the TikTok going? Are, are we getting there?
1: You know, we, we uploaded one. We uploaded yeah. one. Um, okay. I think we just have to get, I just have to start getting creative with some lighting so we can start doing some looks.
0: Ne- ne- next recap, we will reveal the official TikTok for the listeners.
1: Yes, we'll, we, will, we will. We'll get up.
0: your name and we'll get your TikTok. It'll be perfect. Exactly, exactly. Well, Jeremy, it is always a pleasure. Thank you for being here. Thank you for
1: having me again. I love ugh, me and my drag queen. I love talking about some drag queens.
0: <laughs> the biggest thanks to Jeremy for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, Soundclutters, Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk.